Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello and welcome to a History of Europe Key Battles podcast. This is the fourth and final part on the War of Austrian Succession. In the beginning of the year 1743, the main theatre of the War of Austrian Succession was Italy, where Spanish forces were making a concerted effort to take advantage of Austria's destructions elsewhere and to conquer the peninsula. The main battle happened in February at Campo Santo, with a Spanish force of some 14,000 facing a slightly smaller army of imperial troops together with a contingent from Savoy-Piedmont. Both sides suffered heavy casualties, but more so the Spanish. The Austrian commander, Field Marshal Traun, led an ordered retreat as darkness fell, but the Spanish declined to pursue. The end result was a demonstration that the Austrians, in cooperation with Savoy, were able to hold Bourbon expansion in check in Italy. Meanwhile, the Austrians were making further gains in Bavaria. On the 9th of May, an army under Charles of Lorraine defeated a Bavarian army at the Battle of Simbach on the river Inn on the modern border of Germany and Austria. Emperor Charles VII was increasingly angered by his French allies who declined to join battle and began to seek an armistice with Maria Theresa. At the same time, a British army marched into Hanover and linked up with a small Austrian force and a mix of Hanoverian and other German troops. The pragmatic army as it became known after its purpose of upholding the pragmatic sanction, was nominally commanded by King George II of England, who was accompanied by his son, the Duke of Cumberland. On the way to get much-needed supplies, the Allies were surprised by a French army just by the village of Dettingen on the River Main. At the Battle of Dettingen, the French charged three times, but the British infantry were able to hold their ground. A Hanoverian artillery battery began firing at close range into the French infantry, while an Austrian brigade took them in the flank. After three hours of fighting, the French retreated to the left bank of the mine, most of their casualties occurring when one of the bridges collapsed. The British and their allies thus won a victory, but more thanks to French mistakes than due to their own tactical skill. They failed to follow up on the victory, however, and so the battle had little strategic significance. The French had been removed from Germany, and Lord Carteret, 
the Secretary of State and the British Government, was now determined to expel the Bourbons from Italy as well. In September, he forced Austria, under the threat of withdrawing the subsidies her army needed to survive, to sign a treaty with Charles Emmanuel of Savoy, who had hitherto been hedging his bets as to whether it was in his best interests to ally with Spain or to Austria. In a Treaty of Worms, Charles Emmanuel was promised the Duchy of Piacenza and part of Lombardy in return for help against the Spanish and French troops in Italy. Britain also agreed to send a fleet into the Mediterranean to help with the fighting. By the end of the year, 1743, Lord Carteret had managed to destroy the predominant position of France in Central Europe. He therefore forced the French to reappraise their policies. King Louis XV of France had no coherent plans of his own except to increase his personal prestige and further the interests of the Bourbon family, and he was battered with conflicting ministerial advice. Eventually he decided to concentrate on those areas where France had been most active in the past and which would threaten Austria and Britain, Italy, the Rhineland and the southern Netherlands. The key was cooperation with Spain to conquer Milan, Piacenza and Parma from Austria for Philip V's youngest son, Don Philip. The two powers would renew their joint action against Britain overseas and France would help Spain regain Gibraltar and Menorca. In Britain, the Treaty of Worms was highly contentious. In December 1744, Lord Carteret was forced to resign, although the administration which followed, led by Sir Henry Pelham, was faced with much the same problems and tried similar solutions. The main setback for British diplomatic efforts was the reforming of an alliance between France and Prussia with the Treaty of Paris of June 1744 and the subsequent return of Prussia to the battlefield. Frederick feared, understandably, that if Austria continued to recover, Maria Theresa would attempt once more to recover Silesia. Frederick's invasion of Bohemia in August 1744 marked the beginning of what is known as the Second Silesian War. His intention was to force Vienna into a more permanent peace. With an army some 70,000 strong, he soon captured most of Bohemia, including the capital, Prague. The main Austrian army under Prince Charles of Lorraine was compelled to return from where it was stationed in Alsace and march back across Bavaria. The French failed to harass and disrupt the Austrian deployment as they had promised Frederick they would, owing in part to King Louis XV falling seriously ill. Consequently, Prince Charles's army was able to return to Bohemia quickly, in good order and at full strength, though it had been forced to abandon control of Alsace and Bavaria. Austrian diplomats also persuaded Saxony to re-enter the conflict on Austria's side. By early October, the Austrians were advancing through southwestern Bohemia towards Prague, while a Saxon army marched from the northwest to support them. Learning of the Austrians' rapid approach and unexpected strength, Frederick began pulling his forces back from southeastern Bohemia to face the oncoming foes. Frederick tried repeatedly to force a decisive engagement. However, the Austrian commander Otto von Traun cleverly manoeuvred away from all Prussian advances, 
instead continually harassing the invaders' supply lines. The Prussians, their supplies running low in a hostile province, were forced to retreat to Prague and the Elbe. Eventually they abandoned Prague and gave up Bohemia, retreating in poor morale into Upper Silesia, which they defended through the winter against Austrian incursions. In January 1745, Austria further strengthened its diplomatic position with the Treaty of Warsaw, which established a so-called quadruple alliance between Austria, Britain Hanover, Saxony and the Dutch Republic, aimed at restoring the traditional borders of the Habsburg monarchy. Prince Elector Frederick Augustus II of Poland-Saxony now committed 30,000 troops to the cause in return for cash subsidies from the British and Dutch. Meanwhile, as Austrian forces withdrew from Bavaria to respond to the Prussian invasion of Bohemia, the Emperor Charles Albert eventually recovered control of his capital at Munich, only to die shortly afterwards of ill health. With Prussia's forces driven out of Bohemia, Austria renewed its offensive against Bavaria in March 1745, swiftly overrunning the defences that had been re-established there during the winter. On the 15th of April, the Austrians decisively defeated the Franco-Bavarian army at the Battle of Pfaffenhofen. After this defeat, the son of the late emperor, Maximilian III of Bavaria, made peace with Maria Theresa by the Treaty of Fusen on the 22nd of April. In this treaty, Maximilian abandoned his father's claims on Austrian lands and promised to support Maria Theresa's husband, Francis Stephen, in the forthcoming imperial election. In return, Vienna retroactively recognised Charles Albert's legitimacy as Holy Roman Emperor. This closed the Bavarian theatre of the War of Austrian Succession, allowing Austria to concentrate its forces on the remaining fronts in Silesia, Italy and the Netherlands. The decisive battle between Austria and Prussia occurred on the 4th of June 1756 at Hohen Friedberg, when Frederick's army of about 55,000 routed roughly the same number of Austrians and Saxons in four and a half hours of savage fighting, capturing 7,000 and killing 4,000 for the loss of just over a 1,000 Prussians. The Prussians followed the retreating Austrian-Saxon army into Bohemia, harassing its rear as far as Königgratz, where the two forces faced off but fought little for the next two months. Prussia's forces were gradually pushed back by Austrian forces. On the 29th of September, Prince Charles's army staged a surprise attack on Frederick's camp near the village of Suhr. The resulting Battle of Suhr ended in another Prussian victory, despite the Austrian advantage of surprise and superior numbers. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Maria Theresa, nevertheless, resolved to fight on. Meanwhile, also, she negotiated with the German prince electors to make her husband Holy Roman Emperor. The 1745 imperial election was held on the 13th of September in Frankfurt, where Francis Stephen of Lorraine was named Emperor Francis I, achieving one of Maria Theresa's major goals in the war. Only after further Prussian victories, which led to the capital of Dresden, capital of Saxony, could Maria Theresa finally be persuaded that, for the time being at least, Silesia would have to be abandoned, which was confirmed by the Treaty of Dresden on Christmas Day, 1745. Frederick returned to Berlin as a conquering hero, and from that time acquired the sobriquet of The Great. In 1740, Prussia had been just one, and certainly not the wealthiest of a group of German states, but with the acquisition of Silesia, it eclipsed its closest German rivals, and became beyond question a major continental power. Meanwhile, on the Western Front, the Austrians were also finding the war heavy going. The French, after the setback at the Battle of Dettingen, found success in the Austrian Netherlands. Beginning in the year 1744, their armies, commanded superbly by Marshal Maritz of Saxony, a legitimate son of Augustus the Strong, won one victory after another, most spectacularly at Fontenay, near the city of Tonnay, on the 11th of May 1745. Shortly after, a Jacobite uprising forced most of the British contingents to rush back across the Channel. Taking advantage of British involvement in the war in Europe and overseas, and Britain's Scottish regiments being in Germany, the young pretender Charles Edward raised the Jacobite standard on the island of Eriskay off the west coast of Scotland in July 1745. Landing with only a dozen supporters, the Prince's cause rapidly flourished. By September he had over 2,000 troops, and he occupied the Scottish capital Edinburgh. To the clansmen of the Highlands who joined him, Charles Edward represented a chance to turn the tables on the English and their Scottish allies. But his appeal to the British nation as a whole was couched in more patriotic terms, in which criticism of London's connection with Hanover and European entanglements played an important part. Thus, the so-called Declaration of James III Drafted in late December 1473 in preparation for a planned landing, claimed the Englishmen had, quote, seen the treasures of the nation applied to satiate 
private avarice, and lavished for the support of the German dominions. End quote. Some Jacobite pamphlets argued it was preferable to be ruled by Charles Edward's backers, the French, than by Germans. The Jacobite rebels could take advantage of the fact that the British had very few troops to defend the country, and when they won a victory at Preston Pans, Scotland was in their hands. Some of the pretenders' advisers called on him to consolidate his gains and wait for more assistance from the French. Charles Edward, however, would not be deterred from a chance of the ultimate prize, that of London. So in November he led a combined force of infantry and cavalry across the border. They took Carlisle, and then, without resistance, Lancaster, Preston and Manchester. On reaching Derby, however, the rebels heard that the Hanoverian government had recalled thousands of fighting men from the continent. It is just possible that, had they continued south, they might have created panic in London. In the event, the failure of an expected French invasion fleet to arrive and the lack of support in England for the Scottish army drained the latter's confidence. They lost their nerve and returned to Scotland. The Duke of Cumberland, the King's second son, with an army of 9,000, destroyed the Jacobite army at the Battle of Culloden on the 16th of April, 1746. The aftermath of the battle and subsequent crackdown on Jacobite sympathisers was particularly brutal, earning Cumberland the sobriquet of the Butcher. The remnants of the Jacobite army were prepared to fight on, but the prince fled. The so-called rebellion of 45 was over. The English and their Scottish allies were determined to eliminate Jacobitism once and for all. Alongside a brutal military reprisal on the Gaelic community, an English-style system of landlords was introduced into the Highlands. The Scots were also encouraged to join in the British Army, which led soon after to a new Highland regiment. Meanwhile, back on the continent, in 1746, French commander Maurice of Saxony completed the conquest of the Austrian Netherlands with a series of further victories. The year after, the French army invaded the Dutch Republic, with the main target as the city of Maastricht. In July 1747, 80,000 troops, led by Maurice of Saxony, defeated a slightly smaller Allied army under the Duke of Cumberland. And in September, they captured the key fortress of bergen op in Brabant. These events inspired the Dutch to rally behind the House of Orange, and William IV was declared General Captain and Stadtholder of most Dutch provinces. But he was unable to advance the Dutch war effort. It was apparent that the Republic was no longer a leading power in Europe. Peace negotiations began in the year 1746 between France and Britain, but became deadlocked. In Italy, meanwhile, the Austrian and Piedmontese forces fought back against the Bourbon invaders. In July 1747, Charles Emmanuel obtained a significant victory over the French at the Battle of Assietta, but overall the pattern in Italy was a military stalemate. 
the French successes in the Netherlands should have allowed Louis XV to dictate favourable terms in any peace settlement. Unfortunately for him, as well as sitbacks in Italy, France suffered a major reverse in North America. The British capture of the fortress of Louisbourg, which commanded the sea access to Canada. Although in India, the French captured the city of Madras from the British. Growing British maritime supremacy brought a blockade of French trade and fears that the French possessions in the Caribbean could be conquered. The French were also hit by harvest failures in 1747 and bankruptcy was threatened, mainly because of the British blockade. With neither side able to land a knockout blow and all combatants suffering from varying degrees of exhaustion, a settlement was worked out in the city of Aachen, known in French as Aile Chapelle, on the 18th of October 1748. The main loser was Austria, since although the Habsburg dynasty had survived and had recovered the imperial crown, the loss of Silesia was a major blow. It had been one of its wealthiest and most industrialised provinces, and contained one of its main trade arteries, the River Oder. Above all, it was a loss to Habsburg prestige, and carried with it the clear demonstration that Prussia now had to be considered an equal power in Germany. Austria not only struggled militarily, but was shown to become a dependent on British subsidies, which provided 20% of her wartime revenues. Maria Theresa also had to sacrifice lands in northern Italy. Palmer and Piacenza went to the Spanish Bourbons, specifically Don Philip, and Savoy made gains in Lombardy. King Philip V of Spain had died in 1746, and his successor, Ferdinand IV, was not so well inclined to his stepmother Elizabeth Farnese to continue war in Italy on behalf of her sons. A few years later, Ferdinand concluded a treaty with Austria, in which all outstanding issues between them were settled and led to half a century of peace in Italy. Writes the historian Anthony Upton, the winner of the war overall was Britain. She had forced France to near bankruptcy. She had demonstrated that Jacobitism was dead as a serious political force, and after an uncertain start, that her naval power was more than able to face down the combined efforts of the two Bourbon monarchies. The French surrendered all their gains in the Netherlands in exchange for the return of Louisbourg, and they also returned Madras to the British. Furthermore, the prestige of King Louis XV suffered serious damage before a public opinion that could not accept a settlement from which France gained nothing after years of costly warfare. The surrender of the Netherlands after the brilliant campaigns of the French armies seemed inexplicable. The Treaty of Aix-la-Chapelle gave rise to a popular saying in France, Bête comme la paille, as stupid as the peace. The other great winner of the war was, of course, Frederick the Great of Prussia, who established his supremacy over his great rivals for the domination of northern Germany, and now started to challenge Austria for authority in Central Europe. As Spain and the Dutch Republic had clearly forfeited their great power status, Prussia joined France, Great Britain, 
Austria and Russia to form a pentarchy of states vying for supremacy in the continent. If you'd like to support this podcast, you can do so at patreon.com. Please go to patreon.com stroke history Europe, where for three dollars a month you can gain some extra material. It's always great to hear from you, either on the Facebook page, Twitter at History Europe KB, KB for Key Battles, or you can write to me directly, Carl at C A R L at HistoryEurope.net. Thank you for listening to a History of Europe Key Battles podcast. Coming up in the near future, I cover the Seven Years' War of 1756-63, the Russo-Turkish War of 1768-74, and then the French Revolutionary Wars of 1787-1802. I look forward to sharing the story of them all with you. Today's music is one of the Four Seasons Concerti by Antonio Vivaldi. This one is Winter. These concerti were composed around the year 1718 to 1720, when Vivaldi was the court chapel master in Mantua. They were published in the year 1725. Until next time, all the best and goodbye.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 